Well, good afternoon and welcome to Your DIY Health here on the People's Patriot Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It's Tuesday, August 27th, 2019. I apologize for the late start. I was uh, checking something out that I wanted to cover on the show and totally lost track of time. I apologize, but we are here now. This program is meant to present nutritional information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. I'm not a doctor, and that's a good thing. In my opinion, the doctors most people go to see when they have a health issue, MDs, are wrapped around the axle of their training. Unfortunately, their training is in drugs and surgery, and it doesn't equip them. (laughs) Oh, I'm here, Chuck. Let me finish my spiel, and we'll get to you. (laughs) It doesn't equip them to treat the over 900 chronic health issues that are proven to be a result of a nutritional deficiency. I'm simply someone who's been studying under the tutelage of one of the not the top top nutritional authorities in the world, Dr. Joel Wallach. I don't treat diseases. I don't even treat people. I I simply advise people got to give their bodies the raw materials they need to support and maintain good health. And when the body has what it needs, it'll fix itself. The body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing it's missing is the raw materials. When you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. Now you can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. And there's all kinds of information up there. I encourage you to check it out. Um, by all means, check out the uh, radio shows tab. And at the top of the page, you'll see our archive page set up through castbox.fm. And at the bottom of the page, you'll see the Facebook button for our Facebook page set up for the show, as well as our chat room. And my chat room seems to have disappeared for some reason. I had it on my screen, and all of a sudden, it's gone. I don't know what happened to it. I'll have to dig that back up again. Anyway, um, I encourage you to check all those things out. Um, on the home page, you can see the, the longevity products we talk about here on the show. And you can order them just by clicking on the pictures. It'll take you right to the order page. Also, the uh, CTFO CBD oil products are awesome, as well as the Cerule Stem Enhance Ultra and all the other products by Cerule. But the claim to fame is the Stem Enhance, which basically helps your body release its own adult stem cells into the system so that they can go wherever they need to to help effectuate the healing process. And the stuff works like a dream. Everybody that uses it, if they use it long enough and uh, strong enough, they're going to get results. And I'll tell you what, it's worked for me, it's worked for everyone that I've talked to that's used it, and I encourage you to give it a shot. It will definitely do the trick for you. So anyway, um, let's see here, what else we got? Uh, keep in mind that the tops, topics discussed and opinions mentioned on this show are those of the help, uh, those, ugh, all messed up today, um, are those of the, myself, and any ghost, ghost, excuse me, and or guests, the host and or guests, And don't represent the opinions of the People's Patriot Network, its owners or sponsors. Nothing we say on this show should be construed as an attempt to diagnose, treat, or cure any kind of a health issue. It's all here for your education and entertainment purposes only. And um, it's all here so that you can do your own due diligence and your own research so that um, as a responsible adult, you can make sure that what you're doing, what you're trying is right for you. All righty then. The number to call into the show is 614-426-8787, 614-426-8787. And uh, um, one person already has called in, and that would be Chuck. Let's go back to him. Chuck, you can go ahead and unmute and come on if you want. 
and we'll see what you got to see. How are we doing today? Oh, uh, I didn't have any deliveries this morning, so. Cool. I thought I'd call in right quick. I just, I got a lot of work I'm trying to get done. Um, I probably won't be taking the day off. But I wanted to, because you hadn't answered my email back on the uh, the cyst on my neck. Mm-hmm. Well, I wasn't sure that you wanted to answer. The way it was worded, it kind of sounded like it was just sort of a testimony kind of thing. Uh, but uh, uh, go ahead. No, no, I need, because I don't have the money. I need more of the selenium, evidently, especially with the copper in it. And, um, but I'm torn between the two of them because I can't afford more of each of the stem cell or the, uh, yeah, the, uh, copper. So I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm debating with myself on whether to order more. It's cheaper for me to order more. I don't know how much more I need of the uh, the selenium. Um, selenium. selenium, but yeah. So I don't know. I figure I may need. I take two bottles right now a month. Okay. So <clears throat> and I still have I still have those <coughs> spider veins on my uh, ankles and a couple of spots in my legs, and then uh, my and you know of course the the white white hairs in the beard so mm -hmm. it's not totally white though i mean i it's been like this for some years with the uh, mixture of white and red so mm -hmm. reddish brown um so i'm trying to i'm debating i know that when i up that to four capsules at a time of the stem cell all that pain was gone i mean like this morning too and you know of course i get energy and stuff from it and um it just it helps me out, and I think the the knot has gone down a little bit. But I want to. I'm just. It's a lot of money. If I, if I, because I figured up if I probably need to take, and this is a get. I did a little bit of figuring, but I didn't do enough for the to figure out what uh, I would need to do if I did four capsules three times a day. I don't know exactly what, but I figured somewhere around five, probably five bottles. Oh, the that's three hundred something bucks. The stem and hands. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that's a lot. <laughs> five bottles. Well, you say four. You say four capsules. How many times a day? Three. Three. Yeah, that's twelve. That's six bottles a month. So you're talking that it's three hundred bucks at uh, at the dealer at wholesale price. Yeah, that's a chunk. Um, well, shipping will be free if I ordered that much, I guess, because they I got an email back saying they, if you order their, I think it's their three pack or more or something like that, it's free. Yeah, um, but the shipping's not that much on it to start with. You know what you no. might want to consider, and this is something that's great for the distributors, is if you have three preferred customers who are on auto ship with a three pack then your three pack is free. So that's that'll save you 150 bucks right there. So that's something to look into if you know if you share it with enough people and you get three preferred customers who get on board and do the auto ship for the three pack then um, each month that they're on board you get a free one. So that's uh, that's a way to save some money. I need to share more on 
Um, yeah, that's true. And, you know, the other thing, um, if you're doing two bottles of selenium now, um, you know, number one, the things that uh, it's fixing are, are all inside for the most part. So if, if you've got spider veins and gray hair, then you've probably got aneurysms forming, and it's doing those first. And that's something that you're not going to feel or see. So until all of those things are fixed, uh, don't expect to see a whole lot of change in your hair color or anything like that. And even the spider veins uh, and those kind of things are secondary in nature. Uh, it's going to do the life-threatening stuff first. Uh, you can do up to four bottles a month, um, you know, but at, at your weight, I wouldn't. I would stick closer to three at the most. Um, and you want to okay. watch it because it is possible to get too much selenium. Uh, generally, what you'll see is either your your fingernails can get a little on the funky side. Like instead of following the smooth curvature of the nail bed, they'll flatten out, or they'll get wrinkly or something like that. Uh, also, um, your hair can start thinning and your breath can take on a fishy or garlicky smell. So if you notice any of those things and you want to back off at least a bottle a month and see how things go from that point. Um, but, uh, I guess know, my beard would have to start thinning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get some Grecian formula for the time yeah. being, <laughs> but yeah, the, um, those are the last things that it's going to deal with. So depending on how extensive the other stuff going on inside is, um, you know, you could be, you know, watching it for, you know, six, 12 months and not see anything change visually on the outside because it's still fixing stuff on the inside. Um, that's something to keep in mind. But you could try alternating back and forth as well. One month do some extra selenium. The next month do an extra bottle of stem enhance. Uh, and just alternate and see what you know see what works best for you but uh, uh, definitely in this case you're going to save some money it'll be less expensive to do an extra bottle of selenium because uh, it's, it's only like 27 bucks so um, right yeah that that'd probably be your best bet on a budget <clears throat> okay but otherwise, it's great news. The fact that you're doing some extra stuff and it's, you know, you're seeing the pain go away and things shrinking and stuff like that, that's wonderful. Oh, we're talking, we're talking, I take the four capsules and we're talking within minutes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even take that long for the wow. pain to stop and the better free range movement without it pulling in my neck. I can feel it right now. I pull it, put my arm up above my head. But it doesn't. It's not enough to stop me from going up or try or going up slow. So I I got free range movement up and down without it. I I mean I can feel it, but it doesn't stop me. And uh, and then it was hurting my collarbone joint, and I uh, where it hits the sternum, and uh, I was like, what the heck is? I've never had pain like before there. It's because sometimes I. I think sometimes, you know, when you have a healing crisis, the whatever is going on, you get scar tissue and stuff built up, and then the body comes in and breaks it down and restructures and structures it right when it's getting, it has the right nutrients. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what was going on in the past when I was having some pain, which you don't always get when you're healing. Um, so I think that's what was going on, and I figured that might be what's going on now, but I, I think the... It's intertwined on top of the muscles and probably got in some nerves um, that's 
in there. And so I think that it's because it's attached to the neck. I wonder if it had uh, gotten itself in between the uh, joints of the spine. Hard to say. The vertebrae. Possible. Um, well, because I feel the tentacles up in my head sometimes. Like when I push on it, I don't mm-hmm. feel it right now. But times when my, my sinuses up in the front start hurting the ca- in the cavity, and I push on that back there, and I feel it. Hmm. So <clears throat> that's what makes me think that it's it's related to that. Plus, everything that I all the trouble I've had is mostly on the right side anyway, between up my neck and uh, shoulder, and then down in my back. And the ribs that was bothering me in the past was on the right side. Hmm. Uh, so I didn't realize, and I'm getting to think that I probably should have, I've just put this cyst thing off for a while. And I, well, I had taken different products off and on over the years and, the, and it has helped shrink it, but it's never gotten rid of it. Hmm. Um, let's see. I had a, another cyst pop up on the side of my head and we put, what did we do? Uh, my daughter was reminding me the other day, and I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. It what was an oil, it? I think. Uh, no, with some of that, but I think some. Uh, I think it was uh, an essential oil that we're putting on if there. If you have any I don't remember uh, what frankincense, give that a try. I bought some, and that's and I was applying that to that to the one on the neck, and um. I thought it was helping a little bit, but it's not enough. I was putting it on several times a day. Hmm. So I didn't really see much improvement. And I thought, didn't you say that you put that on your horse? And that yeah. yeah, I had a horse that had a, it was a <clears throat> sister, a tumor about the size of my fist on her shoulder. And uh, the vet came out, yeah. looked at it, gave us some cream to put on it for, oh, we did that for about a month or so, and there was no change at all. And one morning I just had the, just out of the clear blue, said, hmm, maybe I should try some frankincense. And I put two drops on that and rubbed it in about 8 o'clock in the morning. Went back out around 10 and it had shrunk by half. Put a couple more drops on it and about 2 in the afternoon I went back out and it was totally gone. It just blew me away. I said, that is some amazing stuff. (laughs) Don't know what did it, how it did it or anything, but I was, I watched it and it happened all in the course of about, you know, six or eight hours. It was amazing. But, uh, yeah, you know, essential oils are powerful, powerful plant medicines, you know, don't discount them. And, uh, my thing with essential oils is so many people, you know, the, the dealers of those things, that's all they do. And they spend their entire lives, you know, walking around with satchels full of little bottles. And they got an oil for this and an oil for that and an oil for that. I mean, it's just like, good grief, you know. You're you're just taking so much time with this. You know, I use essential oils maybe <clears throat> a couple times a year, if that. Because I yep. deal with the issues from the nutritional standpoint, which is the foundation. And when you do that, all the problems go away. And only once in a blue moon do you need the oils. It makes, you know, it just makes so much sense to me. I don't have the time to monkey around with that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in them, but they have their, you know, I think they have a place, but um, it's not in the primary front line. It's, it's you know, after you've done the right stuff, the nutritional foundation first, and then whatever slips through the cracks, then you use the oils. Right. Yeah. 
But right, go but you know, try and tell that to someone who's a dyed in wool oils distributor. <laughs> Good well, luck. You know, all these things come back to not what the truth is, but it comes back to what people have invested themselves in mm-hmm. and attached to, and they're so attached or invested in something that they can't see any new information or any better information. So. Yeah. That's it's exactly right. And I saw a thing this morning, I think it was on Natural News, that was pretty much to that standpoint. Uh, progressives claim, my truth trumps reality. <laughs> and that's exactly what it is. Now, it's not, you know, in this case, they were talking about progressives and liberals and that kind of thing. Whatever I believe is the most important, and I don't care what reality says. But... Uh, it still applies in other areas because whatever someone has, you know, devoted a bunch of their time, whether, you know, whether it's an MD who spent years and years and years being brainwashed by the drug companies or, you know, whatever the case, you know, I even, you know, I have a hard time after working with Dr. Wallach for years looking at anything else. You know, it took me a while to think that, okay, CTFO and CBD may be a good thing and the, the stem enhance. You know, I understand that stuff well enough to know that, yeah, that fits right in. But um, there's too many other things out there that people want to push that may have some merit, but it's hard because of what I already know about nutrition. But I still tend to try and have an open mind and look at those things because nobody knows everything, myself included. I haven't got a clue about so much stuff. And Well, we, we're identifiers. Mm-hmm. You know, we like, we like to identify with something. Yeah. Uh, that's why we we, we clan, so to mm-hmm. speak. You yep. know, we group and organize, and we uh, and I guess God made us that way, and that's how we do things. Mm-hmm. So we like to identify with stuff and um, the things that we believe and and portray. Identify. Those are the things that. Um, testify of us basically we we so we just that's our idea kind of how we, we attach our identity to stuff like that so yeah and too many times most people tend to do it strictly from like like that thing i was talking about my my belief or my truth is trump's reality you know whether there's factual basis for it or not as well as as long as somebody believes something that's what they're going to adhere to and, uh, you know, even with like in the, the oils business, not just, okay, essential oils are great, but within that you have the little clicks, you have the doTERRA people, you have the uh, young living people, you have the longevity people, and uh, everybody thinks that their oils are the best. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they're all probably, you know, those three anyway are all pretty decent. You know, I have my druthers because I've been a young, uh, young living distributor. And I know a big part of the story behind Young Living and how uh, he, Gary Young, got divorced from his wife. And she had the rights to all the recipes for their blends. And she came to Longevity <laughs> and gave them to them, basically. So uh, that should oh, tell really? you something. But uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It was to me. Yeah. Now Gary Young has passed away. But um, the well, major uh, recipes that they had were the property of his wife. And when they got divorced, she took them with them and started working with um, the folks who ultimately, you know, at first it was Ancient Legacy was the name of the oil brand. And then eventually Longevity just took it over and put their name on it. Um, but those are the the oils that um, are, you know, came from 
uh, Gary Young's wife, who had all the recipes. So that's how that worked out. But I still have a bunch of Young Young Living Oils because, I mean, those things last forever, and you don't use a lot of them. So I've got a whole bunch that I bought when I was a distributor years ago, and I've got a bunch of Young Jevities, and I use them interchangeably. Whatever I happen to have, that's what I use. But, um, again, I seldom need this stuff. You know, and almost never for myself. It's always for somebody else because <laughs> it's very seldom that I come down with anything that I need an oil for. But uh, every yep. once in a while, yep. I'll try something just for the fun of it. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You know, and, you know, I got the little books and everything to try the different techniques and things. And I like diffusing. But, uh, you know, it's just... Well, if 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 things hit the fan... Uh, you know, when you were having to go into survival mode, then, mm-hmm. uh, and you test the longevity, then the oils and <coughs> and the silver and all this other stuff that we is mm-hmm. there would would be relying more heavily on if we if we stocked up on them oh, yeah. or knew how to make. Them. Yeah, the thing is to stock up on everything as much as you can. Uh, the nice thing is the oils, you know, are much smaller packages. Uh, you can store a whole lot more in a lot smaller, you know area which is nice um yeah but the other thing is uh, books you know having books that you have that uh you know talk about medicinal plants and that kind of thing and nutritional plants so that you can find stuff even if you haven't stocked up you've got the knowledge base that you can use and this is where the hard copy books are far better than anything that you would get downloaded uh, digitally because you know if it's downloaded onto a phone or a tablet, it can be taken away from a phone or a tablet by the company it was downloaded from very easily. And that's something mm-hmm. to keep in mind. You know, people have had, you know, Amazon Kindle or uh, uh, Barnes & Noble Nooks, and they purchased books, and all of a sudden they're no longer there because those companies had a political, you know, thing against yep. them and just, you know, took them back. Didn't give them their money back or anything, just made them disappear. <laughs> and uh, wow. that's why the, you know, I always, I try and get the, you know, the, um, like the books on, you know, about the stem cells, uh, the one by um, uh, the two docs involved, um, can't remember their names right now, the, inc- the powerful uh, healing power of stem cell nutrition and uh, cracking the stem cell code or whatever it was. I have hard copies of those books because I'm not going to, I also have the digitals on my iPad, but I want a hard copy backup just in case. And I always try and do that as much as possible. Um, Even if I download things, I find out a way that I can print them out. Um, And I've done that. What's that? I never thought of this before, and I should have. The, you know, being the how my mind is geared, they do the... This whole thing is to go digital. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been a war basically against the hard copy books and stuff like that, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if they were to change out everything and everything did go digital without the hard copies, <clears throat> man, they could just wipe out all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. It's the uh, the knowledge base and the financial base. You know, if you go strictly digital currency, all of a sudden they can turn the ones and zeros in your bank account into all zeros, and you go to, from having money to not having money at this blink of an eye. 
And the same right. thing, if they're if all information is in a da- digital database, same thing. They can change it much easier, or they can make it go away. And if you don't have hard copies to back it up, you know, kiss it goodbye. And that's mm-hmm. why you know people need to you know stick and and you know stand by the non digital stuff, the you know the hard copy things. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, now now one thing that's different from that is Bitcoin, because Bitcoin is not, you know, the difference there is it's not controlled by the government. You can't make Bitcoin go away like they can make, you know, if they came out with the Fed coin, so to speak, or some of these other things like the whatever the thing is that Zuckerberg was bringing out for Facebook. Anybody foolish enough to invest in that crap is, you know, got crap for brains and <laughs> because they can make it all go away where Bitcoin is totally different. And, you know, as long as you've got the keys, you own it. And uh, no one can ever get my Bitcoin uh, without getting into my house, getting into my safe, and then knowing the passwords for my keep key. Uh, it just ain't going to happen. So, you know, there are some digital things that are a little bit safer than others. But, uh, you know, federally operated or com- uh, uh, corporately operated digital currency and I say digital versus crypto. There's a difference. You know, Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency where the other stuff is just produced at will. And that's a, just a digital thing that is done in an electronic format rather than, you know, a hard copy. But, um, you know, you have to be very wary of that stuff and uh, realize what the possibilities are if you come up on the wrong end of things. Um. Oh, I got an example of what you were talking about a while ago. I met this other older gentleman that lives, he lives down the street from me, a couple of blocks over, and he's a beekeeper. And so we've been living in this area for, shoot, I don't know, 15, 20 years or so. And I hadn't just met him this year. He said, well, we have a mutual friend in the area. And uh, so I knew about him, but anyway... We got to talking in one day, and he he said um, we were talking about conspiracies and stuff. And he, he mentioned True News, and I was like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> I know about True News." But anyway, he said he's a uh, he's an ex he's a Vietnam vet, Navy mm-hmm. guy. Okay, so he knew about this. I asked him if he knew about the sinking of uh, the USS Liberty, and he said. Yeah, I know all about that. So that's what started this conversation, right? And some in this conversation, we kept going on with these different conspiracies and stuff. And somehow we mentioned, I think it was that time we were talking or another time. My daughter was with me at the time. And I mentioned for some reason that I was, uh, it might have had to do with taxes or something. I don't remember. But I mentioned somehow it came out that I was a U.S. national and not a, a U.S. citizen. And I think it, it took him for a loop when I said that. So I tried to explain it a little bit and give him the basic gist of it. And then <clears throat> the meeting, meeting probably, you know, basic, the conversation basically ended not too long after that. But So anyway, he calls me up. I mean, we're talking. I go help him harvest honey one night. And like two days later after that, he calls me up and says, you know, uh, what you told me was, so you're not a U.S. citizen, and he, he thought that I need, I expatriated to another country or something like that. And I, 
are repatriated to the United States. And I, I said the Constitution, but what I should have said was United States of America and <clears throat> not the United States Incorporated. Um, so I didn't get, you know, quite all the information out there. But anyway, exactly. But I gave him the gist of it. He calls me up. This is like uh, a month later or something after we harvested honey. And he says, you know, you, you're, uh, you're not a uh, U.S. citizen or something like that. And then he said, but I, then he goes into this. What happened was, is it made him start thinking. <laughs> and he realized because he is damaged from Vietnam with the uh, Asian orange. Asian Syndrome stuff, yeah. And so he says, uh, and he's drawing a big, he's getting good money from the government off of it. And um, he says, well, that, if I did all that, he said, I've invested 30, because he retired from the Navy too, I guess. So he's been, mm-hmm. he got like 30 something years in the Navy or 20, I don't know, something like that. And he's and I was like, yeah, but he knows I was a vet too. I, I am a vet, and mm-hmm. I was uh, part of Desert Storm. So <clears throat> it wasn't as hellacious as Vietnam with those guys and the damage that was done, but it still has its fallout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, there've been a lot, of, a lot of soldiers come back and have died and had birth defects and from their children, and there's been oh, yeah, some problems. Depleted uranium over there was the Agent Orange of Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah, it, I don't think I got exposed to that, but I had other issues from there. Um, but he, but anyway, it's not enough. He's because he was talking to me originally about going to the VA and getting um, some kind of disability. And somebody else, another vet, is talked that does that has done that was trying to talk me into that. And I'm like, I'm not going back to be a guinea pig. They already tried to guinea pig me before, and I'm not doing it again. Mm-hmm. So they can sit there and monitor me. Every time I go and check up, and then they're going to want to drug me, or they're going to make me get back. There's no point. I'm under God anyway. I don't need the VA for my God I mm-hmm. work to supply my money and my, my way of life. See, he's my benefactor, not the government. Um, so my duty is to him and not to them. So uh, anyway, and he's supposed to be a Christian and stuff. And I, all these, what I've done is so, what we've done is so game changing. And uh, mm-hmm. it, it is like a stumbling block in a lot of people's, and, and I hate it that it's that way. Yeah. But that's what he basically, so he's basically just has, well, I'd have to, he went through this whole process thinking of thinking that, if I did what he did, and I didn't even ask him. I was just sharing. I was just sharing with him what we had done in mm-hmm. past path. It was oh, yeah. not meant as a point. And I told him, I said, I don't expect you to change. Yeah, but <sighs> dang. I <laughs> that's I that's why Roger has uh, you know been beating his head against the wall and finally realized that this ain't for everybody. You know, there are too many people out there that have been wrapped around the axle for so long. They just can't see themselves extricating themselves from the, you know, it's it's no different than getting saved. You know, wide is the gate that leads to destruction. Many there be that go in there at, but, you know, narrow is the pathway that leads to righteousness and few there be that find it. This is the same thing. 
You know, we're in a situation where even though the information is presented, it's just like witnessing. It's not your job to get somebody saved. It's your job to give them the information so they can decide what they're going to do with it. And same thing here. You know, it's the same in all forms of life, whether it's, you know, that stuff or giving, you know, the people the information about nutrition versus drugs or, you know, whatever the case might be. And you're just like Johnny Appleseed, spreading the seeds and see what grows. <laughs> you know, it's just frustrating when you're dealing with friends and family who, you know, can't get it. <laughs> yeah, we've been down that path before. Yep. But, you know, it is yep. what it is. But, uh, and I thought I had another, uh, another conspiratorial type friend and stuff, but you get the older people, what I found out now in this, come to this conclusion is that the Roger said the other day that that guy that he that state department guy that he met mm-hmm. with or ex state right and he said he told him that his uh target area should be the millennials that's where it really yeah. lies and he's right he's right because they're not invested as deeply into the system they have not been alive long enough and they're not getting to all the benefits yet you know, guys, yes. that, well, I've got Social Security or I've got VA bets, and I would lose all that stuff if I started a business or if I did this or if I made too much money or whatever. You know, yeah. they're all worried about losing what they've accumulated as opposed to people that haven't accumulated anything yet. They 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 don't have as much to lose, so they're more likely to take action. And uh, now I learned all this stuff after I retired and was on a disability pension, and I didn't even care. You know, even at that point, I said, I don't want nothing to do with the federal government and their benefits. <laughs> yeah, I said, you know, and I talked to people on the phone from it, you know, they had uh, uh, Medicare call me one time and I said, I don't want nothing to do with you people. Take me off your calling list. What are you talking about? How could you not want these things? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> leave me alone. I'll leave you alone. You know, simple as that. And when I hit yep. 65, it's going to be interesting. I don't know what's going to happen at that point, but I really don't care. You know, if it, you have to go on Medicare or Medicaid and whatever the other stuff is. No, I don't. Show me the law that says I have to do anything. And I'll tell you, it's unconstitutional because I'm a, not a U.S. citizen. <laughs> but, exactly. Hey, Rebecca's in the chat room. <laughs> uh. Well, um, okay, so I got my dad, and he's going, he's up to his uh, glucose gel to 14. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to get him, I was talking to him earlier about up in his, because he took, he bought that uh, six, six bottle pack of stem cell. Mm-hmm. So, um, or actually, I bought it for him. So. Mm-hmm. I told him he's been just taking two uh, four a day, so I told him he probably ought to up it since he's got that pack. Yeah, and then he didn't pay for it anyway. So yeah, even at three bottles a month, or, you know, three twenty or two three times a day, that's two months worth. And that's the thing I tell people: if you're only taking one bottle, <clears throat> don't expect to get super great results. You know, especially you know if you're older, you're not you don't have that many stem cells floating around to start with. And the more you take, the more good it's going to do. I tell everybody do at least two bottles a month starting out. If you can do it, you know, the ideal thing is just get on auto ship with three with a three-pack every month and take three bottles a month. 
um, when I, I was taking two bottles, you know, I doing, I was doing two caps twice a day and I saw some results, but when I started, I just started changing it up here recently in the last couple of weeks, I'm, I'm taking two when I get up two in the afternoon and then two right before bed. And that's three bottles a month. And I've seen a big change in the last week or so, uh, after doing that. And so, you know, that's one of the reasons they have the three bottle, um, auto ship thing. That's a perfect amount for an individual. And it's still, you know, when you compare that to anything else out there, uh, the price is still very, very reasonable. <clears throat> Especially you, if you're a distributor you and you have three people that are on auto ship as preferred customers, then yours are free. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I have tried to work on some people, but I think... I don't know. I did. I may. I may catch up with my the one guy I tried to help last time, and he's got colon issues. And he's got. He says he's got. He got clot. He's got blood clot issues in his lower leg again. So, um, I'm trying to talk to him. I mentioned it to him, and I sent him your. I think it's yours or maybe john's it might be john's website that's got the uh stem cell videos on it i've got uh i got the videos on mine they basically just what they did was they took the pdf that i have on my site and they sectioned it out individually so that they have their website is basically the individual um testimonies printed out on the page and it's nice. It, you know, it gives it all there to look at. But on my site, you've got all the other information. You've got the YouTube testimonies, and you've got the entire everything that's on John and Kathy's site. You can download in two files from mine. <laughs> so uh, either one of them has the information. It's just how you want to look at it. But uh, they took uh, about forty pages. I don't know if they did the animal ones because uh, I've got the animal and the human testimonies on mine. It's at the bottom of the page. It says, click here to download the animal testimonies. Click here to download the human. And each one is about 20 to 28 pages. And uh, it's broken down. It has a little, um, the human one has a uh, an index at the front listing the different uh, conditions that were dealt with and the you know what page they're on. And uh, basically you can just you know download the whole file and i printed it out and i keep it on hand so that someone if i'm talking to somebody i can just hand them that book to look at and say here you go this is testimony from this person on what it did for them and uh makes a big difference for them sounds like a squirrel in the studio yeah are you crunching or chomping <laughs> oh, somebody... you eating something <laughs> i'm not eating anything huh. might, might just be the funky connection yeah, Rebecca's in the uh, chat room and says, it sounds like there's a squirrel in the suit. It does kind of sound like somebody's munching on something. It's no big deal, but <laughs> it's weird. Well, but, there's a thing going in the garage. I'm sitting outside the, in front of the garage. Hmm. And I got a thing going, but that's about yeah, it. it could be any number of things. But We've had some great rain here, though. Oh, yeah, finally. we did. We, the last couple of days here has been... I turned the air conditioning back on, even though it's only 72 degrees outside. The last couple of days of all the rain we've had, uh, the much. humidity level is so high that I just said, I forget that. I'm much more comfortable now. Uh, I came upstairs and I, I was sweating. 
just from being up, you know, walking around and uh, because of the, you know, the high humidity. And now I've got the AC on. Hey, Robert's calling in. Let's merge him in. Anyway. Hey, Robert. Welcome. How you doing? Oh, looks like he dropped off. <laughs> well, it's saying that he's still got there. Me. One says missed call and the other one shows that he's there. So I don't know what's Jim, you got Robert, you there? Jim. Yeah. Yeah, you got me? Okay, yeah. Yeah, just speak up. Okay. All right. I was just uh, chiming in. I was curious what you were going to bring up today. Well, I uh, one of the things I was going to talk about was uh, the red flag laws. The things are starting to ah. kick in. Yeah. Uh, I got an article here uh, from August 25th, two days ago. Washington State man targeted by red flag laws. And the reason I was bringing it up is this guy, 57-year-old, um, had his door kicked in at 3 o'clock in the morning. They seized mm. two, two rifles and a twenty five caliber pistol on the mm. under the auspices of red flag law. And the mm -hmm. reason they got him was back in 2008, he had been prescribed Prozac by a physician who gave it to mm -hmm. him following the death of his wife of 20 years. So mm -hmm. the doctor gave him this stuff just to deal a little bit with the, the grief of, you know, losing his wife. He wasn't on the product or on the drug very long. And uh, it was then after that, uh, recently he took part in an open carry uh, rally and um, was stopped by a state trooper. You know, he had his unloaded rifle with him, which is totally lawful. And uh, trooper, you know, overreacted, got his information, found out who he was. And then a month later, gets his door kicked in. So basically, they used his uh, medical history, which is a violation yep. of HIPAA laws. Yeah, and, really. Uh, so he's considering suing the the, the county, the uh, the judge that issued the, the warrant, and uh, as well as his physician. Um, but I Where would bet it? if you dig into the HIPAA laws, it basically. Uh, doesn't say anything you know they basically said okay here's the deal we think he's a threat because he went to this uh, open carry rally so they used that to go and pressure the physician and to give him the medical records that said he took prozac you know 20 uh, almost almost 20 years ago and but in so as a result they get a chance to isn't that a violation of the patient uh doctor of confidentiality yeah, definitely, unless they had a court order. And even at that point, most doctors will, you know, if they are if they have any character at all, will say no. But um, Exactly. Yeah, and I, I doubt they had a court order. They probably just, you know, the, the, the sheriff's department probably just went to him and said, we think this guy's a threat. What, what do you got on him? And uh, so however it pans out, that's, I mean, that's dangerous. And anybody yeah. who's outspoken on anything like that, you know, I'm, you know, years ago, my doctor prescribed Prozac to me, too. <laughs> and I got mm -hmm. off of it naturally and haven't had any problems since and fired mm -hmm. the doctor. But theoretically, if they wanted to, they could go digging through that stuff and uh, try and find something on me. You know, it wouldn't be hard. But And I'm kind of outspoken, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah, but unlike him. James, you've got the uh, affidavit plus the your your name is uh, copyright protected. Mm -hmm. But you know, ultimately, 
at three o'clock in the morning when they come through your you know door with a battering ram uh that isn't going to mean a whole lot no no but it would have stopped that that judge sign that that court order i doubt it or that uh, you know it's something that he'll have to do deal with now but you know Mm -hmm. he didn't know that's the thing this is all done in secret you know so he the first he knew about it was at three o'clock in the morning when he gets his door crashed in sure so you know that's something you have to deal with after the fact your rights have already been violated and then the time is to you know go after him in the form of lawsuits and say hey here's the deal you know if you'd done some research you would found that i'm an american national and i'm not you know uh you know bound by these things and uh you've you know were negligent and therefore now you're going to pay yeah yeah everybody's going to pay but good luck trying to sell it you know you know i the judge is a different story you know i don't know that you know trying to file suit against them what i would do is go after i'd go first thing i do is go down to the uh uh, clerk of court's office and, and do a public records request for his oath of office. And virtually no judges in this country have oath of office on file, even though they have to have them. And once I had that information, then I would go to the, I'd find out who the bonding agency was for the county. Because all, all sworn officers of the county have to have a bond. And I'd file mm-hmm. an action against this bond. And when that happens, when his bond is attached... He, he's out of a job. He can't be a judge anymore, anywhere. So that's how you'd have the best way to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. What about the doctor? The doctor? <laughs> I would I would find the nastiest junkyard dog attorney, and I would sick him. <laughs> wow. And, and you'd, Not to mention you'd have standing having, to go after uh, his license. You know, I would also go after, you know, you'd file complaints with the, the uh, medical board. You go on every TV show that would have you saying that this doctor released my information, violated patient, you know, doctor-patient confidentiality, and uh, with any luck, he'd lose all of his patients and he'd be out of work. You know, whether or not you could get him in court, that's one thing. But the court of public opinion can be pretty strong, especially when it comes to, you know, look what they did to me. He prescribed me Prozac, you know, 11 years ago. And then he gave the information who, to these people. Now, how many other people, there's like millions of people in this country have taken Prozac. And probably a lot of them are gun owners. And guess what? You think any of those guys want to be going to a doctor who's going to give up their information? <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah. So there's there's different ways, you know, just use what you can. But uh, make sure that you're judgment-proof first, though. You know, if, they, if I did something goofy like that and they tried to come back after me, they could sue me and win all day long, but they'd never get anything because I don't own anything. Yeah, you have that vow of... Uh... I took poverty, a vow of yeah. poverty years ago, and I own nothing. So, but anyway, that's one of the things I was going to cover today. <laughs> and this was the Snohomish County Sheriff's Department and the ATF. I guess it was three deputies and an ATF agent came kicking through his door uh, with a battering ram. He had a solid oak door, and they basically splintered it. And uh, come in, served him with a warrant, took his guns, and left. 
Could you Which is go nice, at least the they didn't shoot him. <laughs> Could you go after the SWAT team with the police department? Do what now? Legally. Could you go after the SWAT team commander or the police department? I would. I'd name every mm-hmm. single person I could. Let mm-hmm. the court decide who was, you know, you know, negligent and who wasn't or liable. You know, that's that's basically the way it's done. It's like a blanket thing. They name everybody and anybody who could possibly have any kind of a connection to it. And then the court has to basically go through and weed out whether or not each individual person had culpability and liability and that kind of thing. Um, depending on what you could or not. You know, I would do some research into the political beliefs. Any, any statements this person had made... Uh, mm-hmm about anti-gun nature or being, uh, you know, you know, against the second amendment and stuff like that. So that if, if I could find that, then I'd sue them in their personal capacity as well as their official capacity. And, uh, you hit them every way you can. Mm, good points. Good points. Wow. Yeah. It's just, it's a shame, but that's the kind of stuff we're going to deal with. And, you know, this again, this is something that makes me nervous about Trump. Uh, officially, he has come out and said he'd been in favor of these things. Now, whether yeah. he's actually in favor of them or he's just doing another Trump where he lets people think he's in favor and then he gives the other side their chance and they come in with a laundry list that's so egregious that he can then say, no, that's just too bad. We're not going to do anything, which is what he's done in the past. And I'm hoping that's the case, but um, you know that remains yet to be seen. Uh, but if he does something silly and actually, if they pass one of these things and he signs it, heaven help him, because he's going to lose a lot of his support, and that that would be scary. You know, there's been times where I've voted, you know, Constitution Party and things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Because it was definitely the best person. That was back when, you know, Bush was running and all that kind of junk. I just didn't want to have anything to do with any of them. But we're at a point now where literally not voting for the lesser of two evils can put things in a position where uh, we end up with the evil. And, you know, whatever is on the Democratic side, I guarantee you, you don't want them. (laughs) You know. And the lesser two evils, James, is still evil. Mm-hmm. That's true, and that's what we're going to see if, if in, if in fact, you know, Trump does sign a red flag law or something like that. Um, that's when you really need to make it plain that we're a different class of people, and that we yeah. have our um, that we're U.S. nationals, not U.S. citizens. Those things don't mm-hmm. apply to us. Don't even mm-hmm. think about coming here. And that's when you'd have to really make it a point to file those things with your local authorities, your local county, your local sheriff, your local police department, and put them on notice that those things don't apply so that you could kind of stop it, you know, stop it before it happens. I guess it would be the best way to say it. Yeah, be preemptive. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. So, anyway... That was one of the primary things I was going to talk about today. There was a bunch of other stuff, too, but uh, I came across that one right before. That's why I was late to the show. <laughs> I was actually uh, re- listening to a uh, uh, an audio report of this thing, 
and I it, it was over, and I looked at my clock, and it was like, oh no, it's, it's past one o'clock. <laughs> Brain freeze. <laughs> but I was also going to look at the Harvard study finds that wind turbines create more global warming than the fossil fuels they eliminate, and then same is true for scooters and electric cars. <laughs> uh, Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, I saw a thing here a while ago. It was a little meme that somebody put on Facebook, and I passed it around. I don't know if it was true or not, but it sounded interesting. It says to build mm-hmm. one of these great big monster wind turbines that you see all over the place, the sure. amount of fossil fuels used to produce it, and you know everything that's used in producing it, installing it, and all that, it far exceeds the amount of energy ever created by the turbine itself over the entire life of the thing and it kind of sounds you know accurate i don't know if it is or not but it made sense you know when it talked about how much stuff went into producing the steel and um everything involved that it it used more energy to produce than it ever than it ever made once it was in production and those things they wear out quick you know i go to hawaii I, i go down to the south end of the big island which is the lowest point in the 50 states farthest south point and there are you know so windy down there that there are banks and banks of these great big turbines and those Uh things you know probably a third of them aren't running because they're all beat up and wore out and they've been there like that you know they don't get them fixed very often they just sit there when they wear out they wear out and uh, i don't know how often they get i've never seen anybody down there repairing any of them (laughs) but uh, yeah and they got to be expensive yeah and there's a lot of lot of wear and tear, and it's not like, and that's just in an area where the the temperatures are good. You know, you get in some of these places where you have, um, you know, winter, and those blades ice up. They have mm-hmm. to be up there with helicopters and things, de-icing those turbine blades, doing all kinds of stuff, or the whole thing will just crunch. Um, there's all kinds of maintenance on those things in the cold weather areas. But, wow, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I've seen things where, you know, they've iced up and, you know, the whole system because they, you know, they couldn't get up there to, the weather was so bad, they couldn't get up to de-ice them and the, the props fell off and all kinds of weird stuff happened. And wow. they're just, you know, yeah. it's far heavier than the than the, the thing, the, the, the you know, the, the, the pole part that they're standing on. Uh, they're not designed for that extra weight, I guess. You know, because everything, if you get an ice storm come through and it all gets coated in ice, man, that's a lot of extra weight. And they fall over and <laughs> do all kinds of weird things. But uh, if you uh, go to I 40, uh, West Texas, Amarillo, where it is extremely windy, you'll mm-hmm. see uh, a couple hundred, if not more, gigantic wind turbines that you're talking about. Yeah. It's They're very all similar. Place. Yeah. Yeah, they are. <clears throat> They're in Colorado, they're in Wyoming, they're in lots of places. Yep. Any place you got a lot of wind and a lot of open space, they'll put them up. Yeah. And quite honestly, as far as the, um, you know, green stuff goes, I would do, you know, I think uh, solar panels are a smarter way to go. They're less expensive to produce and install. They have a much longer lifespan. The average solar panel can last 30, 40 years. Um, wind mm-hmm. turbines don't get anywhere close to that. Mm-hmm. And you've always got sun of some sort. You know, you may, yes. or may not have wind. Yes. Um, but, uh, you know, 
it seems like a smarter way to go, especially with the uh, advances that are being made in the technology the, for the photovoltaic cells. Uh, there's some out there now that are super, super efficient, and they run on uh, uh, infrared instead of UV and or, ultra, or uh, visible light. And as a result, uh, there's infrared even on cloudy days. You still got infrared coming through. And uh, yep. that's what Big Club Network's doing with some of their things. They've got these uh, shipping containers that are self-contained uh, mining units that have uh, special uh, solar cells on them that power the basically the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, they're infrared so that they always have uh, a source of energy and mm-hmm. uh, they can move them anywhere they need to. And they're not reliant on the greed of the local power providers and stuff like that. So that's something that Big Club Network is uh, doing now to basically, you know, stay above board and ahead of the game. You know, everybody else is stuck in a place where, okay, all of a sudden the the electric provider increases your rates. Now what do you do? You know, more of your Bitcoin mind goes to the paying the bills and less going to the people that are doing the mining. Where with uh, Bit Club Network, if you know. They had it in China and Russia where the turkeys got greedy and started charging up in the rates for the electricity. And he just said, fine, we'll move. <laughs> we'll go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that that's true. Yeah. And then they, you know, the smart thing was then coming up with these containers where they can mm-hmm. literally move them any place they need to just drop them. And they're testing them out. And I think in Arizona right now, and they're doing great. So, uh, yeah, it's a smart thing. I agree. And there's plenty of sun there. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Lots. So, anyway, you know, those were a few of the things I was going to talk about. There's a couple more. I came across some other things. Uh, okay. uh, here's why science on mosquitoes and why you're a magnet for them, how to avoid them. Uh, goodness. Is it, is it odor, body odor that attracts mosquitoes, as it say? I honestly always... don't know. I'm not sure mm. exactly. I just know that when my wife and I are outside, they go to her and leave me alone. <laughs> so wow. I don't know what it is. But I'm just glad that uh, whatever I have on me, I'm, it keeps me from being too, uh, uh, you know, I don't know, too much of a magnet unless I'm there by myself. Sure. sure. So you don't use uh, the, the bug juice whatever? I don't use bug juice. I haven't used that since I found out about the uh, NNN dimethyl toluamide or DEET. Uh, and that's stuff, you know, it's amazing. With all the information that's out there about DEET, which was the bug juice from Vietnam, uh, mm-hmm. causes cancer and all kinds of stuff. You go to the, the store, we're out of time. We just ran out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. But anyway, um, you go to the store and uh, there's uh, still. Every every major bug spray has deed in it, just about. And I don't mm. use any of that stuff. We can find oils that work and that kind of stuff. But anyway, we're out of time for today. So take care of your body because it's the only place you have to live. Chuck and Robert, appreciate you being here. Try us again tomorrow. And uh, we'll be back then. Take care and God bless. Out of here. 